Welcome to the Athletes Marathon Podcast, conversations that help people maximize their full potential by helping them understand that life is more like a marathon than it is a sprint. From former athletes, personal trainers, coaches, social media influencers, and entrepreneurs, talk about their journey on and off the field and how they maximize their talents once they hung up their cleats. And here's your host, Matt Joy. In this episode, I interview a former high school basketball player that transitioned into being a hip-hop artist during his time at Towson University. He found his passion for music while he was in school and used the same drive and work ethic he had as an athlete into being an artist. This guest continues to create opportunities for himself by networking and stepping out of his comfort zone to achieve his goals. Without further ado, here's episode 13. Welcome to the Athletes Marathon Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schoen. We're extremely lucky to have an awesome guest. I went to high school with him. His name is Breck Creation. Breck is located from Gatesburg, Maryland, and he is a hip-hop artist out of the DMV area. Breck, how you doing today, man? Hey, oh, what's good, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you taking some time joining me here today. Yes, sir. Thank Breck, you. Thank I, you. Of course. Obviously, um, some of my audience, they know who you are, kind of know your story, but for the ones that don't, just talk about your background before we get started here. Yeah, man. My name is Jake Seiniger. I go by the name of Recreation. I'm 23 years old. I'm a hip-hop artist, and I'm doing the best I can to just make most of this quarantine, man. Yeah. Um, working on some new tracks. I, uh, I got an album in store coming soon, so I feel like I got a lot of dope stuff in the vault, and I'm excited to get it out and just keep working, keep working on it, man. That's all it is. Um, yeah. I mean, Brexit, before we even get going, um, talk about you as, as, a, as a young kid. Like, what kind of kid were you? Were you an artist back then? Were you an athlete? Yeah, it's funny, man. Back in high school, I actually didn't really make music at all. I did a little bit of writing here and there, especially toward the end of high school. But for the most part, I was an athlete. I played basketball. So that was kind of my thing. Um, I would say, though, I wasn't like too heavy into the athlete world. I still kind of like was able to fit into a different cliques, a few different cliques, a few different friend groups. Um, right. So I kind of tried to be that kid that was friends with everybody. Um, and I, yeah, basketball was kind of my, my craft at the time. Okay. And then was there any other sports that you played or? Uh, to be honest with you, most of it was basketball. When I was a freshman, I did play volleyball for one, one semester, yeah. uh, co-ed volleyball. I can't yeah. lie. Uh, half of the incentive was just the co-ed aspect of it. But, <laughs> um, so that was fun, but nah, most of it has just been basketball for me, you know? All right. Awesome. So I guess, I mean, talk about your high school years. I mean, like, um, how big was like basketball really part of it? I, mean, I know you just talked about like you, you were able to adapt and kind of like dive into different friend groups. Um, but you as an athlete, who, who was Jake Seidegger as the athlete, as a basketball guy? As a basketball guy, man, I, I definitely worked really hard on my own. I, I practiced a lot. I did all the little things the coach was talking about. I lifted weights. I was a hard worker for sure. Um, and, you know, I was the type of kid who you probably don't want to leave open on a three point, you know, right. don't right. let me spot up on the court. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so basketball was kind of how I, you know, was kind of how I crafted my work ethic. It's kind of how I met a lot of the people that I'm not going to, yeah, a lot of the people I still talk to today are through basketball. You know, definitely established some good relationships. I'm sure you can relate through football and through yeah. your training, you know, methods. Um, so, yeah, that was the, probably the early years. Jake Seiniger, man, I was on the court. All right, sweet. And then I guess now, like, transitioning, like, and where'd you end up going to school? Like, was basketball. Like, was that a thought putting into college or? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a good point that you bring up. So back when I was deciding if I, you know, going to college, do I want to play basketball? My options were, do I play for a small school, D3 school, maybe get a little scholarship and not much, or uh -huh. go to a bigger school and kind of have the chance to reinvent myself. And in this decision process, I kind of outweighed, okay, music. I love music right now. I'm probably not going to go to the NBA due to my size and other other factors. So I think music is the way to go. And I, you know, I kind of, once I made that decision to run with it, I never looked back to be honest with you. 
That's awesome. And the fact like to find that that early, because dude, you know how it is senior year, bro. Everyone's wearing their college shirts. Everyone's talking about I'm Penn State, I'm USC, I'm UMD. Yeah. So a lot of I'll, I'll pressure. Yeah, yeah, I went to Towson. So okay. I was like, you know, I was still part of that whole thing where like I had my shirt, senior day, whatever it was. Right. But I didn't 100% know what I wanted to do. I just knew kind of at the end of my basketball career, it was kind of where the music career started to pick off. So it felt pretty, if it was a natural transition from one to the next. Right. So I guess, all right, so now Towson, um, Jake as a student, Jake as an up and coming artist or Breck at that point. What's, yep. what's life like then? Um, I've never been a fantastic student, especially in high school. Wasn't that great, but college, I definitely strapped down. I was pretty solid student going to class. Um, I would say once college came around, I was pretty much all in music. I didn't have the same audience I have now. I didn't have some of the same knowledge I have now, but the, like the core, you know, I named myself recreation because just the word recreation to do it because you love it because it's so enjoyable. That's why I named myself recreation. And I think from that moment, I was like, man, I'm going to do this all the time. I love it. It's how I'm going to express myself. And I've stuck to that pretty closely because here I am five years later. Or so and still doing this shit every day. But um, pretty much just, yeah, going to class, recording, writing, like going to on campus events, trying to get my name out there. Right. Nobody really knew recreation. I just recently came up with it. So I was very avid to go out and try to speak with people, try to like perform in front of people, you know, try to get outside my comfort zone and just do what I can to like actually get the, get the wheels turning on this thing. hundred percent. I mean, um, what did you, what'd you study, dude? <laughs> Entrepreneurship, which is a focus of business. Okay. And they, they, so, have that, they, they offer that at Towson. They do. So the business, how it works is you first go in kind of like undecided business. You have some general stuff and then you can, fo- you can choose your focus, your concentration. Um, and I never, I knew I've always kind of been a businessman. I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. So I knew I wanted to do something in business, um, but I didn't know what it was. I just kind of went in undecided and then through music, through kind of not only just rapping, but like being an artist and having your own personal brand. That's what made me kind of hone in on, okay, I think entrepreneurship is the most relatable, is the most relatable degree for me. Right, right. I, I, that's, I mean, the fact that they have that too, I mean, for, in Jake, you know how it is, man. Entrepreneurship, it's, it's becoming super, super popular. It's a cool thing to do. But times right now when shit's hit the fan though, it's not so cool to be an entrepreneur right now when you're not uh, getting paid and all your buddies that work corporate America, they get paid every two weeks still, bro. Dude, entrepreneurs that don't really want to be entrepreneurs, they don't last that long, bro. I've seen it. People that were in freshmen on the same page as me, they're not on the same page as me anymore. And there's nothing wrong with that. But like, like you said, times are tough for entrepreneurs a lot of the time. Especially now, I've had tough times along the, along the process. But one, if you're doing it for the right reasons, you'll stick through it. You right, know? That's, that's facts right there. But times are tough. Times are tough. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, so, Jake, I mean, even so, let, let's just like, and you don't have to dissect into every single year, but like, just talk about overall growth at Towson for you as it. an artist. As an I love artist. It. Yeah, so freshman year was kind of the foundation. I got the equipment I needed. I kind of got into this process of like, what is writing songs and recording them and mixing them and learning different things through it. That became kind of like a, I didn't really know what I was doing before that. I kind of jumped into it, taught my, got all the equipment for myself and taught myself how to record, how to mix. Um, Obviously at the beginning, most of it was pretty shitty, but um, like it is for everybody, you know, (laughs) but um, yeah, I mean, the first year was kind of just foundation building. Second year, the songs are getting a little bit better, a little bit more people are talking about me on campus, a little bit being recognized as an artist, but still 
not that much. Kind of just me in my dorm room grinding. Um, I got a second roommate my sophomore year who ended up being my roommate the rest of the time and is one of my best friends. Um, and I think having him around kind of helped propel me too. He was supportive. He helped me work on stuff. Um, so sophomore year was kind of another foundation building. Junior year, got my own place, a little bit better studio, got some studio upgrades, got a better room. Um, I moved out the dorm, you know what I'm saying? Was able to kind of get into my comfort zone a little bit and still pretty much found it. I would say at this point, maybe a song or two is being played at a party when I walk in or, uh, you know, some people see me on campus, hey, Breck. But for the most part, still not that much. Yeah. Um, and the reason I'm glad you asked this question is because by the last semester of senior year, it was like, I, re I realized like, damn, we got a release party for the album down the street. And like most places I'm going into, they're playing, they like, they stop it and they put on one of my songs and people are dancing to it. And I'm like, damn, okay. This is like kind of, this is, I worked yeah. for this shit, you know? Right. So um, it was definitely like developmental. It was definitely, you know, happened progressively as I was at school. Right. So by the end of it, I was kind of, you know, I had an album out. I was doing some on-campus branding thing. I had like my album cover that has like a circle in it. I got the, like a cutout of it and had the circle in the middle so that I could go on campus and like take pictures with people in the middle um, and they could post it. And it was like my album cover, just cool little creative things to like, it, it was like some guerrilla marketing was coming into play. There was right. some, some good music that was available on all the platforms. I feel like by, from, you know, freshman year, I was just starting it, kind of figuring out what I was doing. By, by the time I graduated, I was legit in the sense that I was on all platforms. I had done some good performances. You know, I had some skill to my, to my name. I had some good products to my name. 100%. Um, and like, dude, that's, that's dope, first of all, right? Because I mean, you kind of, even like in that little minute, two minutes right there, you kind of hear the growth. Throughout the freshman and sophomore year, when you were struggling, and name wasn't yes. that big, like the fire was probably still lit, and you knew, Always. That, right? Always. Well, I'll tell you this much, man. The fire is still just as lit because I, even though I do have a bigger audience than back then, it still feels the same. And like most people don't know who, who I am. It just takes it from this little group of Towson to then the group of the United States or the whole world. So right. I still feel the same way. Um, I just have a little bit better sense of of like what it feels like to be at the top of this little, that sounds so cliche, but I was kind of, I hit a little bit of a peak at Towson. I mean, I wasn't the guy on campus by any means, but like I was definitely recognized as an artist. People liked my music and people sent me snaps of them dancing to it and listening to it. Right. And I could tell like, okay, I've made, a, I've made an impact here. How big or small, I've made an impact. Um, so definitely toward the end, I, I was happy that, that that happened. But that's awesome. Dude. I mean, and honestly, it is encouraging, especially in those times when it's like, like you're not necessarily making that much money, money from it. But like the fact yeah. that people are even listening to your track when they could be listening to Drake or, or all the numerous amount of artists that are out there. Right. Um, yeah. Your head though, Jake, like those tough times, like was there ever a doubt in your mind of like, damn, like that's, I thought that song was going to hit or this didn't get the this didn't get the reaction I thought it would or whatever. Yeah, self doubt. I like the way you phrase the question because there's definitely moments of disappointment in little things, whether it's a song drop or a concert where I thought more people were going to come or some promotion where I thought a bunch of people were going to see it and they didn't. Mm -hmm. But I've never had the doubt of like I wasn't made. I can't do this. I wasn't mm -hmm. made for this. Never had that doubt. I've always had little disappointments of damn. I thought that was going to be better. Damn. Like I thought I was better than this at this moment. But I've never ever felt like I can't do this. And I think that's why the fire is always driving. You know what I'm saying? That's high. It's like you. Those micro L's weren't enough to exhaust the fire. It was uh -uh. just. It's a small bump in the road. If, and and you, you hit a lot of L's and like,
they're definitely discouraging. And sometimes you think one is going to be the one. And I can't even tell you how many times I thought one was going to be the one. I stopped all that expectation of anything. Right now, the place I'm at as a creator is I create something, I put it out and like, I don't really, I don't hold expectations to how people are going to feel about certain things anymore. Cause I just never know. I've been proven wrong so many times throughout the years, man. That's, that's real, man. That's, that's real as hell. Um, yeah. Next time for you, Jake is more, um, you know, you went to school for entrepreneurship and we're lucky to have that kind of be available at Towson. Um, yeah. Obviously like entrepreneurship kind of has something to do with being an artist and being a musician, but I guess talk about like how you can tap into different stuff out of your degree and kind of still get into other avenues, right? Like, yeah, there's, you, I think, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I think two things come to mind with that question. The first way is um, with being an entrepreneur and an artist, there's a whole side of like, marketing and management that comes completely away from the music side so like that was super helpful and that's kind of outside of the music but it's been super like it's been very helpful to be able to strategize a marketing plan put together a campaign and like you know if i didn't have those things i wouldn't be able to do it by myself um but now fast forward when i have the degree um some of the things that i'm doing with like mixing the music the audio engineering aspect of it I DJ for a convention, so I travel over and I DJ. The whole DJ live music part of it, that had nothing to do with the degree. So that's kind of how I'm currently like going off of the degree. I got the business aspects. I got some of the classes, the marketing. That was great. But like a lot of the things that I actively do in terms of audio engineering or live sound, like that had nothing to do with the degree. So um, I'm not sure if that answers the question, but that's kind of a different avenue that I've taken, even though I got that degree. Right. And I guess like my next follow up to that would be, for someone listening to that, right, Jake, how can they, if they went to school for business administration, what's like some tactical thing that they can do to, if they are want to be an artist or if they want to be um, a digital marketer, whatever it might be, like, how can that person be bold enough or have the courage enough to kind of tap into something that they're, that's not part of their degree? You, you just have to not only look for opportunities, but create your own opportunities. For me, I was lucky enough to get involved with Monsters of Hip Hop, which is a convention that I went to school business degree. I needed an internship to graduate. So I go to my school's career fair. I see marketing this, management this, finance this, monsters of hip hop. I'm like, oh, word. What's (laughs) that? So I walked up. Yeah. Cute girl at the front. I walked up, you know, um, and it was like kind of just from the jump, it was a good connection. And that was for me, I was lucky. Most people might not have that that opportunity, but I was at least looked for my, my own opportunity in the sense that like, I can take what I'm doing now and hopefully take my goals and my aspirations and put them into this organization In doing so I've taken all my, all the work I've put in music, all the songs I've made and all that stuff. The end goal has always been to use that and to kind of use it in a, in a platform where I can give something to monsters of hip hop, but they can also give something to me by my music is like, they're a hip hop convention. I make hip hop music. You do the math. So it's always like, I was always looking for opportunities in the sense of like, what can I do knowing where I want to go and knowing what like having what i have and where can i like what can i do with this so if you just sit around and wait for something to come most of the time it's probably not going to come but if you're sending emails and you're going to networking events and like you're doing the the research of like how can i actually provide value to somebody like in a place that it matters to me too i think that's where the connection happens you know what i mean and like i think you just said a spot on that last piece like how it can add value to them, but also for you in a sense, right? Selfishly. Exactly. Like, dude. You have to like, you have to know where you want to go and be able to know, okay, what's the best fit for me actually being in there? You know what I mean? And, and, and I don't, yeah. No, and, I don't and, like it, the way I phrased it the last no, time, but. 
it makes sense. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a self-awareness game in the sense like, Hey, just cause you have a business admin exactly. degree, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can only do administration stuff. Like, shoot, if yep. you like Game of Thrones or Lord of the, like what, like to your point, right? It's like, whatever it is, find that niche and just double down on it and then focus your energy towards that. And obviously if you have a full-time job, like find time outside of that job, right? If you really, really tap into it, because like to Jake's point, I mean, Jake and I both, I did not go to school for exercise science. To your point, I got literally marketing management degree. Did I play football and I have an idea of like working out? Yes. But like to your point, Jake, and, and most entrepreneurs know, like I honestly, Jake, I feel like I'm a marketer. Like <laughs> so are you yeah. in a sense. Like Dude, I, I wanted like, to, I've been wanting to say this. I was just thinking about this like last week about how I was a junior in high school. You were a senior and it was state football championship game and you were the quarterback. <laughs> I was cheering on from the sides. It's just interesting to see like how, our mindsets have shifted and we've been able to apply that same stuff now. But I wanted to make that point of how I watched you from the sideline in high school. You were the court, you were the, the quarterback of the squad. I appreciate that. Doing work, man. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you hit it nail on the head. The next one I got for you, Jake, is um, obviously we're blessed. Like we live in 2020, you as an artist and me as an, like, as a trainer, as an entrepreneur, it helps our business, right? Sure. Versus in the early 2000s, if you were a young up and coming artist, like you needed to have the hottest label, the most, the, you know, you had to have real connections. So much more accessible now. Right? Like you can literally put on a video, you could put a new song on SoundCloud, on Spotify, it could hit. I guess talk yeah. about now that as, a, as an artist, from an artist perspective. I mean, I would say Exhibit A, Lil Nas X, right? 100%. There's this sense of, of accessibility that leads to a ton of opportunity that it never did. And it's like, the thing I'm a, I hate to always reference him, but Gary V, my homie Gary V, yep. he always says that like the internet don't, won't judge you. The internet doesn't care where you come from and who you are. The fact that we can put out content and we can actually like get tangible things from it is an opportunity that is just absolutely like beyond me. And it's awesome. I try to take advantage of it. You see me putting out all this content and stuff. I'm 100%. fully behind it. So, 100%. so much opportunity comes from it, man. And I think it's like, once you, I don't even know, like for, for artists specifically, like where, where my head goes is TikTok. <laughs> First yeah. of all, I've seen your TikTok and your TikTok's been, been, been blowing up low key. A little bit, yeah. A little I bit, a, you know? I had a video that hit, uh, I think it's at like 1.2 million views now. It's just unrelated, game, right? just I card see. game. Yeah, me and my family just playing a game. And it's it just, documented. yeah, man, documented. And it, if anything, it's given my my platform a larger audience to talk about things that I do care about. So and like, and I think it was I a win. brought TikTok up for artists specifically is like, you have all these stars on TikTok. Like, and, and the main thing on TikTok is people dance. Yep. They want to dance to music. Like Drake just put out Twitsy Roll. Everyone's hitting the joint, right? Like The Twitsy Roll. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what it's called, right? The Twosy Slide. You're close. Oh, I'm tripping, bro. Twosy Slide. <laughs> Look, you, clearly you see how much Twitsy I would not pay But yeah, the it's all good. Slide, like, but like, like as an artist, like if you can, let's just say you're a younger artist and you don't have that many, like your, your name's not out there. Like if you create a dance to your song and get someone of a Charlie or someone that has status on TikTok to do it. Yep. That could be it's, your way to go viral. Exactly. And then from there that opens up. I've seen people make one little move like that, go viral and then use that to launch an entire career. Versus of music, business investments, like different management things. It's like, yo, there's so much opportunity that comes from the internet. Is there a lot of bad with it? Absolutely. Right. If I wasn't an artist and and cared about sharing a certain thing with the world, I'm not sure how much I'd actually use it. Um, cause there are a lot of downsides to it, but definitely something for artists and people that want to share something. It's incredible. hundred percent. Um, and I, I mean, Jake, even touch on that a little bit, like 
like consuming versus producing content, right? Yeah. And there's obviously not everyone's a creator of content. Yeah. For the people that aren't, like, what are your thoughts on it? Obviously, just there's some negative, right? But like, what, 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 like, goes through on your in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I think the stereotypical things is that there's a lot of comparison, right? There's a lot of like judgment. People are afraid of judging him and people are looking at others people's highlight reel of a life and and it makes them feel some type of way so um i i don't think that that's the case with me but i know a lot of people that don't even have instagram just because they don't want to spend time like in some virtual world and i get that you know what i'm saying i think that's maybe where my head's at on it but um even producing content like i think the downside with producing content and you probably don't hear about the about this that much but just the fact that like i'm always wanting i'm always feeling like i have to put out content yeah. is like that can get stressful in its own sense of like sometimes it feels like you're forcing things That's sometimes okay. it feels like you're like behind and like you haven't done stuff in a couple of days and like that has its downsides too you know 100 percent. and like yeah I, I think and and as humans like as all of us like sometimes we judge ourselves too much for sure yeah like literally like, the call i just was having my part i'm like Dude, like I had, like I was like, dude, I'm behind on podcasts. I'm not, like, you could just list out all the things you need to do, but like, we're all like, that's that's human nature, man. Like, yeah. Especially like people that are trying to not better themselves, because I'm not trying to say that people like regular people aren't, but like typically entrepreneurs, like they're trying to strive for something, right? And yeah. They like, push content or whatever it is. Sometimes you put the pressure on yourself too much, and then the the mental in your own mind, like if you can control those voices and noises, it becomes easy. Like once yeah, bro. doubt and like the self doubt comes and dude, Jake, like a big reason I'm doing this Murph for myself, it's not the physical like limitation that I can of that. It's not the physical limitation that I can't do it. It's the mindset of damn every Dedicating day, yourself to something. Every, yep. The same exact thing over and over because it, it, it's annoying. It's straight out petty. Like it's a Jake. It's literally the same things every single there's, day. There's definitely times you don't want to do it, bro. Without a doubt, right? But I mean, it's like, but yeah. those days where you're pushing past that, and you kind of see that 30 day goal, or in this case, it could be pushing out content for a 60 day period, whatever it is. Like, yeah, that's gonna be the difference. And just to give you an example of my own thing is like when creating a song, sometimes I'll make, let's say 80% of the song, there's like a part in the middle that I didn't fully get right. And I'll come back to it a day or two later. And sometimes like, I just don't have the same inspiration for it. And it's like, I want to finish it. Like when you hear it, you're going to enjoy it. But sometimes at the moment, it's like, damn, I don't like, I don't even want to do it. And I hate to say that because I do it and I make it work. But there's definitely moments when it's like, same for you when you're, when you have like day eight and you're like, fuck, I don't even want to do it today. But it's just, you know what I'm saying? That's the dedication aspect of it. Um, but I think the thing, I think it's the balance of, of not judging yourself, but also wanting to push harder. Like that, I put a lot of emphasis on that balance because as much as I don't want to be hard on myself and judge myself and get down on myself, I also don't want to accept being stagnant. I also don't want to accept not meeting my goals that I set for myself. Yep. So it's like, as much as I want to like, as much as I want to feel like not be mad at myself and beat myself up, I'm also like toughen up motherfucker. Like you said you were going to do it. So the balance is important. And I think that like everyone's balance is different. And that's what is like a big part of like an entrepreneur's mental health. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the beauty is that your path, your processes, your journey is going to be different from me. Yet we're both entrepreneurs in different realms, but just the way we attack is going to be different, which is totally fine. Yeah, same struggle, different approach, you know? 100%, 100%. So, yeah, now, all right, we kind of talked about journey. Um, now, Breck, as a college graduate, 
Yeah, yeah. Right? So kind of transitioning. Don't make me bring out the degree, baby. Come on. <laughs> Look, Work for that shit. Bro. I want to see the report card and everything. Ah, it's it's in the drawer. I don't feel like in it. <laughs> oh, I yeah. haven't used it yet. So, so, so Breck, talk about that. Like your transition now, kind of taking your passion and your um your passion for music just in general, like, like going full full throttle on that. Yeah, I mean, luckily for me, um, I brought up Monsters once or twice. If you have no idea what that is, it is a um, a dance company. They travel to different different cities every weekend and they host this convention competition classes and um i've been lucky to kind of get into that organization and i dj for them i help set up some of the stuff um and that was a good transition right from graduating college into having a job and like working and from that sense i kind of viewed myself as like a professional musician in the sense that like i am a musician that's what I, that's my main title i work for this dance convention but everything I do in it is music related and is going to be a vehicle to hopefully get me to the destination of music. So, um, yeah, we would say ever since I graduated, I was lucky enough to have that transition into like a real job into like the next step. Mm -hmm. Um, and from there I've kind of just like been doing everything I can with it. I put out some music videos that are directed by the videographer for the company. Um, I've done a performance with them and I've, you know, previewed some stuff with, you know, previewed new songs to, for kids to dance to. So that's kind of been my vehicle for like, ever since I graduated, that's, that's how I've been uh, making moves for my music. At least a lot of the moves are, are thanks to, you know, I got to, I got to thank them for that. No, hundred percent. And I guess now like kind of for you and how you approach your music outside of the, outside of monsters, like, yeah, you, like kind of like, and you talked about a little bit earlier about like your, your new album coming out and mm-hmm. just, just like from an, from a creative, from an artist perspective, talk about just like your process for music. Um, I would say there's, it's kind of the same process. There's a little bit more, um, like there's more I'm putting more importance on this album than I did my last one I'm putting more of a strategy together more of a content schedule together for it I'm trying to make more moves around it but like you know just the process of trying to put together an album that represents who I am and this part of my life and what I'm going through Mm -hmm. um you know it's it's kind of this it's a similar approach as my last album in the sense of like I want to put together a body of work that the enjoy that the listener is going to enjoy listening to um it shows off my diversity as an artist it shows off like some of the things I've been through in the last year or two or however long I've worked on it um and it's you know at the same time it's what they want to hear and it's also a part of me that like I have to put in my music you know it kind of lets you know who i am gives you a different insight to who i am right um so that's kind of the approach when putting this album together it's just now that i'm not in school i guess when i was in school i kind of had that mental crutch of like oh i'm still in school so if this shit flops like who cares i'm still a student i mean that's it's a stupid mental thing but i guess that was more of a thing back then than it is now because right. now it's like this is what i'm doing now like everything i do is uh, hopefully a move to get me that closer to doing this full time as a full career. So um, now the approach is just more of like, how can we turn this into, how can I turn this song into just like something that I made and me just dropping it into like, how can we turn this into a product and how can we like make, how can we go somewhere with it? You know what I'm saying? How can we push it? How can we promote it? Cause I'm sure. And and I want you to touch on one, like just for, for, if if someone is an artist listening to this, right. What's the difference when you go album mode versus just single, or quarantine music, like, like you know what I'm saying? There's gotta be two different mentalities. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think the two things that come to mind is one, when it's an album, you gotta prepare somebody to listen to a whole body of work. And 
people get bored. People want switch ups. People, you know, don't want the same thing. So for me, it's always like, how can I be myself and make dope music, but also how can I switch it up? How can I give people new flavors they never heard and give them like, you know, I think switching it up and keeping it fresh is the main thing I try to do. But the second thing is the whole legacy aspect of it. You know, when you drop an album, you only have so many albums to your name. And I think that uh, that's kind of more of like, it's, it's a forever thing, bro. And that's okay. how I approach it. So when you're dropping an album, when you're putting an album together, knowing that like somebody could, could stumble upon you six years from now, and that's the first thing they listen to. Um, and that represents you as an artist. I think that you have to approach it as more of like, I have to, you know, I, I know this is going to be more of a timeless piece of work. Right. than just a single, like a quarantine song that I dropped yesterday, <laughs> Quarantine Crazy, available on SoundCloud and YouTube. Um, that was just more of like a fun, I kind of made it just during these times, quickly threw it together. I didn't necessarily want it to represent me as an artist, but I figured people would enjoy it and it represents the times now and no. you know, it's related to what's going on. So that's, but that's the difference between just me making Quarantine Crazy and then me putting out my next album. It's, I've worked on the album longer. I feel like it more represents me and like it's a good representation of not only me now in the past but like in the future i'm still okay with you listening to this a year from now and it'll still represent me as an artist you know what i mean do you um and this is actually i really don't i want to know this one um as an artist are there songs in the vault that like that have been made ready to get released but for some reason you just held back and the, oh they're, yeah they're in a vault right now that no one has maybe a couple oh, people yeah. oh yeah yeah one is of my uh one of the that's not my favorite track, but it's definitely one of my more favorite tracks on the new album. Um, I was going, I was on Snapchat the other day and I got a reminder that one year ago, it has like the Snapchat memory. One year ago is when I was recording the song. I like made a little Snapchat of me, like listening to it, grooving to it. And it was like, I, I've been sitting on that shit for a whole year and it's ready to drop. I'm just waiting for the album, you know, just putting uh, it on the project. Wait, and like, and, and what, what, like from the artist's perspective, what makes you pause or not release it? Is it just timing? Like you don't think it fits in the album? Well, that's the thing. I think it does fit in the album and okay. I wanted to put it in the album. And I feel touching on my last point, I feel like this represents this album and that song being on the album represents me as an artist to someone who's never heard me to someone who's known me my whole life. Like I want that to be what represents me. I'm the most proud to show that. So um, that song is one of the tracks that I feel like does that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I'll hold on to a track for a whole year. That's the longest song that I've held on to. It's not like I'm holding on to something since I started, but um, something like that. It's like, it just, it won't, I don't think it'll have the same impact if I just drop it as a single. Then if I, it's, you know, and the reason I asked is because dude, about like, Three weeks ago, I was up at like 1 a.m. Russ went live, right? And like, he was like literally just on his laptop, bro. And he's like, yo, let's play this game. Drop in the comments the type of uh, song that you think that I don't have or something that's not in my arsenal. And I'll play it. And I'll play, bro. See, in my mind, I'm like, dude, this man is genius, bro. He would just yep. drop like 50 seconds of like, I got somebody like, would be like straight bars, go ahead. And he'd be like, tuku, tuku, tuku. and then somebody would be like, now I want a love song. And he'd reggae. Yep. And I'm just like, damn, like, but yep. in, in that, obviously you and I have talked about Russ, like one, both of us being big fans, but about yeah. how much music he makes and how much. Oh, constantly. Right. And constantly. obviously not that I'm trying to compare you and Russ, but like, it's, it, I just wanted to know from an artist, like I'm sure most artists have that vault. That's like, yo, I got, I got, I got shit in the queue. No one's sure. You know? Honestly, I, I like the comparison for Russ because 
um, not only do we both record and mix our own stuff, so we're like we have the access to do it in our own room. Um, and he that's why he's able to play all those stuff and make it in his basement in that same room. I'm kind of have the same situation here. But he's he has a lot of diversity in his music too. Like you said, you can say, I bet you didn't make a, you know, like a techno track and he'll be like, oh, really? And put it on. And I feel like I'm the same way, especially you'll, you'll hear that in this upcoming album. There's a lot of different flavors. Um, some of it, I've never made that style before and I experimented and I just, I loved it. So I put it on there. Um, and I think that like, that's kind of what makes Russ and I similar. But, I mean, yeah, I like Russ, Russ is dope, but um, yeah, yeah, he's dope. He definitely is. Um, what I have, this one's honestly, I think, once again, kind of putting in the framework of like a younger artist, like, you know how I do, Jake, I you kind of touched on in the beginning, how like freshman year, you just started getting like, just equipment and stuff like that. Like, yeah, just getting it, just getting it started. Right. Like, do you think like, is the equipment, should that stop someone if they don't have the top notch stuff? Like, is that the critical difference? Or like, what are your just thoughts on that? Honestly, nowadays, if you don't have the correct microphone, you don't, you can't put together like a high quality studio song on Spotify. I would say the better approach is to just record videos of you rapping on your phone or you record it. Like the equipment is not an excuse because we've had, we've seen videos of people just recording themselves blow up. Right. So like use what I was going to say at that point, if you can't make good studio recordings, you don't have the money to record it, to uh, rent equipment or to go to a studio, just record yourself, man. Right. This phone is sometimes the most powerful thing we got. So use that. And if you're good, if you're dope, if you can spit bars and you record yourself, just like people will enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? That's real. That's real. I, mean, yeah. I think like, that's like, sometimes that's what stops people though, right? They're like, oh, but dude, Jake, like, I, I didn't have this stuff. I hear it all the time. Yeah. And I'm it's sure. like, you know, I get it. Like songs, even if they're dope, if they're not a certain amount of quality, it like, it kills it a little bit. So I do get it, but there's always ways to put out content. You know what I'm saying? If you can't make that studio Spotify song yet, start saving up a little bit, get yourself a little job, you know, do some side hustles and and go to the studio one day. But until then, record yourself on the phone, write stuff, keep you know, keep the uh, keep the the sword sharp. What's the term? Yeah, 100%. yeah. Um. So Jake, as from 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 an, like one, this is like big artist work right here. If you're if you're listening to this right now, um, yeah, big dropping. Hundred percent. Is there any like a uh, time? Like, do you? Is there any point of the day where you feel like you're more creative that you want to write? Or is it just like a feel thing, like, oh, like I woke up and I, I got an idea type thing, you know? I'll say this. It's it's less time of the day and more, like, on a day or weekly basis. So, for example, sometimes I'll hit a wave where, like, in one week, on day one, like, I, I start coming up with a song and I write it. And, like, I don't stop for, like, two whole days. I wake up the next day and I go right to it for two or three hours before I even eat breakfast. And I'm back at it. So, I... In that sense, it's, it has nothing to do with time. But then there's also, you know, I'll do that for one or two weeks and I'll pump out like three or four dope songs and I'm, I'm feeling great. And then maybe I'll go on a trip or maybe I, it's, maybe something doesn't even change. I just kind of lose that spark and then I don't make anything for three or four days or I only make one. So it takes me a week and a half to make one song. So right. it's just, it flows like that. And sometimes it's really hot and it's like everything, it's like Midas touch, I'm, everything I'm doing is gold. And then there's other times when it's like, I'm really struggling to get one thing out. And it's like, I can't explain to you how that comes and goes and what affects it. It's just life. It's all different, you know? I got you. And, and yeah, to life, like, what shit happens and, and you're feeling some type of way and something comes up. And I, I hear you. I mean, literally, I, I come up even with, like, creative ideas for whether it's marketing or, or even content that I have. It's like, sometimes, like, you're, it's, it's at those most random times, whether it's in the shower where you're just like, yo, this could be a good idea or this yep. could be a good lyric, right? And, like, it's your point. It's like, it, it is one of those things that it's like a feel thing, like how your energy is moving that day and 
whether it was good or bad day, whatever it might be. But, um, but no, I, I like that though. That's and cool. advice to artists, if you feel it, and I've kind of learned this myself, if you feel it, run with it until it's done. Don't mm -hmm. do half and think you're going to come back because it's not going to be the same when you come back to it. Mm -hmm. Get that feeling and run with it. I've tried to do that myself in order of just like starting songs and finishing them. I've done over the years so many times where I started a song and I thought it was going to be dope and I kind of just lost the inspiration and it just never came out and it's a shame. So don't do that shit. I'll tell you what does help though, at least for me, when I have a good song, when I have like, I wrote something dope and I'm inspired um, and I get in the studio, I'll be smoking some good weed, bro. That shit keeps me going. I can't lie. It's but not, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody, but it is for me. Yeah, that's all. Hey, and look, you gotta do what works for you. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like it, it could help your creative and whatever. But, um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, you gotta whoever's listening, like find out what works for you, right? Like, not for everybody. Exactly, right? But like, it is for me. Take me and, and and anyone else. Like you just gotta find out what's your process and yep. out on that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Jake, obviously now. I want to kind of take it full circle. Like you started as an athlete, you started as a basketball guy who thought music was not going to ever be even an avenue or a purpose or a passion ever. Boom. I never did. Right. So I guess talk about that transition. Like what did you take away from sports that kind of helped you push into what you're doing now? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously just the whole work ethic, hard work. I pushed myself in my body in high school. You know, I kind of pushed my limits and found out what I was capable of, like physically. Um, so I think that's the thing about athletes, especially athletes that turn into entrepreneurs is that like we've physically pushed so long, worked, grinded for so long that once that, once the athlete grind stops, it's like, we need to, we need something else to push on. And when, when, when you go to entrepreneurship, that's why sometimes there's people that are so tenacious at it because like, maybe it has something to do with the physical aspect of it. But like people like athletes are just ready to grind once that athlete grind stops. Cause that's all they've ever done. That's all they've yeah. ever known. Um, so there's a little bit of that to it. Once I was done, like I was ready to rock. I was ready to like really go after it. I would also say like, um, you know, kind of, this is, it's like a fun little analogy that I've came up with. I always think about just the concept of basketball, just the hoop making the shot and how similar it is to like life when you're trying to accomplish a goal and making shots, missing shots, putting yourself in a good position to make the shot or miss the yeah. shot. I just think about it all the time about how like that same concept applies to like any goal that you want to do in life. Um, so that's, you know, I think a lot of athletes too find whatever sport it was, football, basketball, you know, just take the concept of a touchdown or a win or whatever it is. And you find like same tendencies and habits as an athlete that you can do as an entrepreneur or just a person to reach those. So warming, like warming up, working hard, practicing, hitting the gym before anyone's there and staying the latest, like little things like that to prepare yourself for those opportunities. Like there's a, a lot of similarities there between being an athlete, a young high school kid. And then like when you're older and that's probably not what you're going to do anymore. How do you still, go for what you want how do you still make that shot you know what i'm saying right, right. and, yeah. and it's, it's it's in a different it's in a different avenue right? exactly like, you're just not you're not shooting shots no more you just you're spitting bars i'm still holding a free throw but you know what i'm saying <laughs> exactly so and I've, i think about that every once in a while just about how and i've actually another analogy i've made is darts about how it's important to throw as many darts as you can and eventually you'll hit the bullseye don't spend too much time trying to line up the throw and make sure that your technique is on point because yeah. then you, you throw less darts and you have less chance at a bullseye. Um, same thing, same thing as basketball, man. Just take as many shots as you, as you can. Um, I'm learning more and more now that like, if you're dope and you do have quality, it's quantity over quality because quality is subjective. So I'm just, 
I'm also trying to take the same advice, but just create as much as you can. Don't yeah. look back, finish it, take that shot. And like, don't eat, turn around, look at the camera as if you're going to make it like Steph Curry does. <laughs> Every, you know time. What I'm saying? Every time. Exactly. And then so. I think, dude, you said this bottom. One of my favorite quotes is shoot first, aim later. Yeah. Too many people are focused on just aiming. They want to get that perfect video, that perfect shot, that perfect piece of content. Yeah. Just saying, you know what? I'm just going to get 10 darts and throw all of them. Yep. One of them scoop, might scoop, hit. scoop, scoop, scoop. And I'll look up and I'll be like, oh, dart number four was actually pretty close. 10 more. Do, 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 do. Finally, on my eighth round, dart number seven was like, oh, that was center bullseye. Like, that's, exactly. you know, that's a concept that applies. 100%. 100%. Yeah, man. And I mean, dude, obviously, like, just talking about, and I, I'm a big per, I'm a big believer, just like, especially being a former athlete, like, that delayed gratification. You talked about it. Warm yeah. up, early mornings, late hours. Like, you're putting all this time and effort and sacrifice into your passion at the moment, right? And a lot, of that, a lot of those, like, a lot of that work, though, isn't getting rewarded yet until game mm -hmm. day, where you get to now do it against another team and shit counts. Absolutely, man. To so talk about that journey, like, just, like, instant gratification versus uh, delayed gratification. Cause yeah, I mean. You and, you and my age, in terms of just, like, millennials, just, like, a lot of us are impatient. Like, we want, we want that, that song to hit a million views or yeah. we want to get a million followers by this day or whatever, you know? Well, social media and a lot of society and business is built off instant gratification, right? And I mean, instant gratification is nice. It's, it's gratifying, right? Yeah. Um, so there's not as, I don't want to shit on instant gratification, but like at the same time, and I think it's important to utilize instant gratification within, if you have a delayed instant gratification process, obviously you got to throw a lot of little instant gratification things in there at people because they like it. But obviously everything I do is delayed gratification. Like you said, none of the songs have a million plays yet and I know they will one day. So I haven't received that moment yet. I haven't gotten that credit yet. Um, but that kind of goes back to one of my first points in this whole podcast is if you really love it and you're doing it for the right reasons, you don't need the gratification to keep you going. Mm -hmm. The best thing is make in that song that makes you feel like holy shit i made this and you show it to someone else and they're like damn bro you're getting good that's the gratification that i'm looking for versus hitting a million plays or like i know i'll i know that the delayed gratification will come into effect once all the other things is taken care of and then i realize holy shit i'm getting millions of plays on these songs you know what i'm saying so it's no, the instant gratification i guess is the whole number aspect of it yeah um but that's not why i do what i do so I think if you're not doing it for the numbers, like if you're doing it because nothing like, makes you feel better, yeah. nothing makes you feel better than after two, three weeks of straight working out, looking in the mirror and be like, holy shit, man, like I did that. It's the same, it's the same thing on my end for the music and it's, it's anyone else who's going for delayed gratification. That's, right. that's, the, that's the gratification that comes from it. And then hopefully you hit that end point and then you get all the, all the, uh, credit you deserve and the world is happy <laughs> i mean dude that, that's that's no doubt um dude you're young as hell you're 23 yeah. like where like where like, like sky's a limit at this point right like you could take this as high as you want to go um and i guess like my question more is like where like let me frame this right way i don't want to frame this like what is success going to mean for recreation success for recreation is going to mean that i can do this full-time right? So it's not a certain amount of money. It's not a certain amount of plays, but if I can do this for a living and, and really do it, really give you guys my all and, and expand my voice to its highest potential, mm -hmm. that's success to me, right? Right now. And it's also, it's also an internal thing of like success to me is 
is being able to make songs that I love at a quicker rate and being more of, you know, it's like an internal thing of like, I want to be better at what I do because that's what makes me happy. And that's what makes me feel fulfilled. Yeah. So I think that's, it's half, half of being able to realistically do it because like it's financial enough and it's 100%. like, there's enough audience for it. But another part of, of success to me is just, Am I good enough to to set my you know to reach my own expectation? Yeah, like you're, you're competing. You're you're competing against Breck, no one else really. Yeah, and and he's a tough motherfucker, bro. Yeah, that, that's and that's right. I think, dude, that's the biggest fight everyone has. Yep. It's it's a, it's the person within themselves, like the mind, of, like what you're thinking when you wake up in the morning. You still look yourself in the mirror, right? Yep. And it goes it goes a lot back to like the like I said, the balance of not beating yourself up, but also striving for more. I mean. I'm, I'm no mental health expert, but I think it's just important to find that balance of never beat yourself up if you're always striving for more. If you're always working as hard as you can and you're always pushing, then you shouldn't beat yourself up in certain areas when like you need that rest. But if there's an imbalance, then all you're doing is beating yourself up or all you're doing is pushing and you're not fulfilling some of the other needs, you, you know, some of the other things you need to. So just find that balance. Don't be too hard on yourself, but push. And I think that's, that's the key right there. That's the balance. That's real, bro. Yo, what, are your thoughts, what are your thoughts on um, side hustles? I know, and I know, and I know this would be interesting for you because I'm sure, and I, you and I have talked before, like, you having some in the past, but like, um, just I, I want to hear your thoughts and then I guess yeah. like, any piece of advice for someone young listening. Dude, absolutely. Side hustles, I love them. I have a few <laughs> of them. And I think if you're somebody who is looking for money, like you don't come from a ton of money or you don't have some job that you love and it pays the bills. Well, if you're looking for more money, like most people are, it's inexcusable to just sit at home and not have any side hustles and complain about having more money. Like social media has given the opportunity for so many side hustles. Um, and one thing that I currently do is social media management. Since I have been on Instagram and Twitter, like for the past eight years, like almost all of us, and I know how to use these things. Um, I went around one day to local businesses that don't have an Instagram or don't have any presence. And I said, Hey, I noticed that you guys don't have this presence. Um, I, think that there's a lot of opportunities for like revenue generating things on this platform. And I would love to help manage it if, you know, if you're down for it. And I went around one day and just went to a bunch of places around here and I locked uh, like two of them in. Um, and I started running their social media account. I worked with the owner of the establishment. And mm -hmm. I mean, that was something that like I literally just created out of my head because I needed money one day. Right. So there's way, like, there's a lot of different ways. I won't get too deep into it, but there's a lot of ways on social media, whether it's managing it for someone else, building up your own account and charging for what whatever people want to see. There's lots of ways to, to, to create a side hustle out of it. 100%. And, and I think, and to Jake's point, like literally versus going to McDonald's and, and Chick-fil-A and getting 10 bucks an hour, right? Like yep. that's, yeah, that's a way to kind of keep your dream afloat, right? Yep. But when you're doing that, you're kind of constrained now because now you got to work on Chick-fil-A. Yep. And I will say this, for the most part, unless you meet some dude at Chick-fil-A who ends up being your producer and y'all are the hottest duo out of the DMV, which would be dope. But unless that happens, you're not putting yourself in any better position to reach your goals. So I go back to the monster thing. I yep. think that that was a good example of me like doing what I do and um, putting myself in a position to get to the next step. If yep. I go work at McDonald's, I don't get anywhere close to being a rapper. But if I create a hip hop Instagram page and I start building it up, then all of a sudden I have an extra avenue for pushing my own stuff. It's like, there's different ways to kind of compromise on giving your time for money. And we, you know, we all have bills to pay. We all have shit we got to do. So sometimes you have to do what you have to do, but there's ways of, of compromising in terms of like, okay, this is better for my dream, 
versus like, let me just get whatever's available just to pay the bill. You right. know? Think about that. Think about what can put you in a better position to, to hit your end goal. You know, and, and, and dude, sometimes that means sacrificing your time. And like, like you have to be, you might need to be an employee for just a little bit. So yep. then when that opportunity presents itself, you're taking off and you're running. Yep. Right. And, like, and I'll put it in a training perspective. Like, for example, I have my own brand, the athletes marathon, but yep. I also worked as a trainer at orange theory, which is straight group fitness. True. Is my end all be all dream of to, to be an orange theory coach forever? No. But yep. what does that do? That's one, something that's in my field. Yep. And now I get to network with 25 to 30 people every single hour, right? So I think, and that's to Jake's point, like, don't just go, if you're an artist, don't just get a job at McDonald's because, like, how are you really going to leverage the relationship to McDonald's, right? Yep. Go to even go to a guitar center where you're at least Perfect. You're learning music stuff, yep. right? You're learning about drums and guitars and all that. Like, that's going to be more valuable for, for an artist, right? Versus just getting that Rite Aid job or whatever it might be. So keep that in mind, too, for someone that might be listening to that. Yeah, you hit it. You hit it on the nail. I mean, you getting the Orange Theory and me getting the Monsters is a good example of taking a step in order of like I still need a job to pay the bills. It still might not be exactly what I want to do, but it, this can put me in position to to hit the next stepping stone. So 100%. that's what it's all about, bro. Hundred percent. That's what it's all about. So Jake, th these are like just some hot takes and like honestly, I just kind of throw stuff. Oh at boy. And like I just want I want to hear like what comes off of first for Breck's mind. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, so I don't know if you're much of a reader, but what's your favorite book? The third door, the and third door. I'm not much of a reader. I I listen to it on audiobook, but okay. it was the best book I've ever heard read. I've never heard of that before. Woo! Okay, so it's about this guy named Alex Tumay. Um, he his end goal is to um interview all the world's most renowned entrepreneurs so he can have information to give to our generation but obviously it takes tons of money and connections and stuff so right. like, how do i do that his first step is that he blows off an all-nighter i think he goes to some school in like south carolina or something he blows off an all-nighter and finds out that the price is right is airing in his in his uh on his campus or like right around his campus uh-huh there's a bunch of cash prizes in this shit. So he's like, yo, let me research how to get on the prices right. Long story short, he finesses his way on the prices right, like pulls up to the day of the set, wears interesting clothes. He like goes through all the lists of things they look for and finding people to cast into the show. Uh -huh. Gets on price on prices right. I won't say too much, but that's how his journey starts. So it's just uh -huh. like a really creative, like it's called the third door because the whole concept is most things in life, the first door is the 1%, the billionaires, the people who have VIP access. Yep. The other 99, 98% is the people who stand in line and wait. Yep. And then the last 1% is the people who run down the alley, slip, slip through the back door. Like, like they find their, they just make it happen. They find a way. That, so, favorite dude, book, bro. That sounds dope as hell. Look, I'm ready. Look, I'm going to look into that ASAP. Bro, you would love it, man. You would love it. My manager put me onto it. I like that. You I like love that. It. Um, all right. So, fade, next one's got is favorite cheat meal and like obviously if i ask it to a trainer it's like favorite cheat meal as a trainer but for you just like what do you like what's a cheat meal like whether it's like a fast cheat food meal. cheat meal yeah fast food spot or whatever it might be chick-fil-a baby <laughs> and honestly and honestly i eat it so frequently that i wouldn't even consider it a cheat like it's not like i do it from time to time but i love chick-fil-a bro chick-fil-a breakfast yeah, the whole shebang bro. the lunch the dinner the milkshakes i don't care what it is besides on sundays it hits every time bro yeah it literally. hits every time um mm. all right sweet are you um how about how about like a podcast that you like listen to that you gain value from at all um, I don't do a ton of it, but I like J Joe Rogan's had some good guests. Yes, and yes. to be fair, I do listen to a lot of hip hop stuff, but I just meant more in just the like, 
maybe entrepreneurial um, kind of entrepreneurial self-help just kind of thought-provoking podcast i don't listen to a, th- a ton but um joe rogan's had some good guests for sure sweet so i like yeah. I, he's his his like his is unreal bro like if you can get a podcast host, bro people listening for two hours like breck that's a it's a long time to listen to someone talk a long time and like to just talk I, literally just to talk about life i mean like one of my favorite ones with him was like with Gog david goggins but he's had oh, a, wow bro he, you should hear that one i've never seen that one yeah, I'm going to send it to you after, after this. And we can Please do. That, that, one is, that one's fire, though. Um, all right, last one from the hot take. Wait, hold on. I got one more hot take. For, um, it's not really a podcast, but a hot ones. The show on YouTube with the spicy wings. Yes. Mm. That one is heat. Not only do I love that show, but, like, it has inspired me to, like, start getting hot sauces and get my, like, I'm, I can't, I realize, like, damn, I can't be, no, I can't be a bitch after this show. Like, so I started getting hot sauces, started, like, testing my boundaries a little bit. I love that shit, man. That's awesome. And dude, that's also just another mental, mental barrier that you're going through. Absolutely. Know? Spice, baby, bring it on. But <laughs> you do have to get used to some of that shit because it, it'll fuck your mouth up. Bro, the, the, what, what is it called? The, uh, the bomb. I know, but what is it? What is it? Uh, damn, like, what's the heat called? Oh, Scoville. 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 Yeah, the Scoville level. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Scoville. Yeah, I know all about it. Like, I've done my research at this point. I know, yeah, bro. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. So, dude, Jake, just kind of coming to the close here. Um, best way for people to reach out to you? Probably Instagram. Okay. Yeah, Instagram is probably the best way. I'm I'm very good about answering comments and DMs and stuff. Feel free to hit me with anything, really. So just know? recreation at, at IG, and then how about YouTube, SoundCloud? Is it all? Yeah, I mean, like that's those are good platforms that I post stuff on. It's all right. recreation, B R E creation. But okay. in terms of actually like contacting me, I would say Instagram is probably the best way. I have my email and stuff. You can do that too, but in, you know. IG's best. It goes down in the DM. Hundred percent. I got you on that. Yeah, I was definitely. I'll save that and put that in the show notes for for anyone. My else. man. My man. Um, and then, dude, Jake, the last thing I got for you, like this, kind of how I've been closing um all my episodes off is just like something you want to leave the audience with, right? Whether it's a question, something on your mind, a piece of motivation, whatever. It is. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I, your time. I was gonna kind of do the whole red carpet thing. I'd say I got an album coming and I got another music video coming and stuff. But I think the one thing that comes to mind is just. We're all kind of stuck at home. You should be staying at home as much as possible. Just don't let that be an excuse to go downhill rather than uphill. And Mm -hmm. that's a mental kind of conversation that I have every day with myself. It's like, it can feel like a vacation at times. It can feel like things are not where they need to be for you to do certain things. But I mean, my man, Matt Choi is working out every single day at home and there's no excuse because you can't go anywhere at the gym. So that's one, that's just exhibit of A of all the things you can do. Um, I'm trying to get better at like doing the workouts at home. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to learn piano. I'm trying to get more knowledge on that and do more practice on that. Um, I'm just trying to use this time to yeah write more songs and just do as much as I can. So hopefully you guys are doing the same, man. Just use it to your advantage. It's a lot of free time that you wouldn't have in a lot of other situations. So if there's that thing you wanted to do or you know you got no excuse now 100 we gotta take advantage of it um but yeah dj i appreciate you being a guest man it was a pleasure thank you so much man always a pleasure bro always Always a pleasure pleasure. um this is the athletes marathon podcast we are signing off thank you for listening to the athletes marathon podcast we want to make sure you stay connected with our guest so we'll have access to the show notes and our latest episodes on our website head over to www.theathletesmarathon.com And if you enjoyed the podcast, we would love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next week, thanks again for listening.